Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week, our lead pastor, Greg Dumas, continues our Supernatural series as he teaches on the gifts of the Spirit. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message. Amen. God bless you. Come on, isn't today an awesome day in the Lord? He is good. Let's welcome our campuses, South Shore Plant City. <laughs> pastor Hector, Pastor Michael, doing a great job. Delighted that you're here with us today. We're in a, we're in a series called Supernatural. And uh, here's what we're saying at the crossing. If there's more, I want it. Come on, let's say it. If there's more, I want it. I want it. I want it. We're preparing for the Global Awakening Conference coming here in a few weeks, the 9th through the 12th. You're going to see a link on the screen. I'd love for you to go and look up uh, Bill Johnson and Randy Clark. There's a little caveat that comes with Bill Johnson and Bethel Church. How many of you heard of Bethel? Okay. Bethel is an amazing church, Bill's an amazing pastor, and, and the caveat is, is that th- both of these men are kind of prophetic and apostolic, and so their ministry is in deeper water, and so you're going to hear and see some things out there on the internet. There are people that, uh, unfortunately, there's a group of pastors out there that want to defame other pastors, and so you're going to hear some weird stuff, like, you know, Bill preaches a different Jesus, Bill does not preach a different Jesus. Bill preaches a deep Jesus. And, and so we have, we've, we've sort of loaded on that website some things that will help you debunk some of those myths, okay? Uh, and God is leading us into wonderful, wonderful things. We are not looking for some sort of blow-up activity at the crossing. We're looking for a build-in activity at the crossing where we deepen the Spirit of God in us. Amen? Amen. God is good, right? He is good. He is good. Oscar Mumba is coming as well. All right. First Wednesday in March the 3rd, he's going to be teaching on baptism in the Holy Spirit. I want you to be here for that. And then after the conference, he'll be teaching as well. Shall we pray? Amen. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the goodness that you've given to us. We pray that you would stretch us, move us from the inside out. In Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen and amen and amen. Give somebody a high five today. Give them a high five. Tell them you look marvelous. Woo! If it's your spouse, put a little extra something on there, okay? So we're talking about spiritual gifts. We're preparing for this season that God wants to deepen us here at the crossing. And, and you know, when we're, when we're, we're born, everybody has uh, natural abilities, you're just given natural abilities. We're given those abilities from God. Psalm 139 says that we're fashioned in our mother's womb and believers and unbelievers get natural abilities, gifts, talents. And, and so whether it's art or music or somebody that you know who's really good at math, right? <laughs> right? Everybody else is just like, yeah, I don't have that gift. Uh, my, my, my sister was clept up two grades. She was in my math class. She's younger, several years younger than me, and she clept up two grades. And they used to do that. Do they still do that in school? Do they still clep you up? So we're in the same math class together, and I'd say, you know, how do we, how do we figure, what are the steps for this? And she would always answer, I don't know. Because she didn't know the steps. She just knew the answer already. <laughs> and so for all of you who are that gifted, we love you a lot. Uh, 
art, music, uh, uh, dance, athletic ability, uh, your personality. We're, every person, and we believe this from Christianity, that God gives every person natural gifts and abilities, right? Okay, you're born with them. So when you're born again, when you're saved, and I know for some of you that's a, that language is a little bit strange, but being born again, it doesn't mean that you re-enter a water baptism, right? That means that you're, you're not born of your mother again. You're born of the Spirit. You're born again. And when you're born again, God gives you spiritual gifts. So we're born with natural uh, uh, gifts, and then when we're born again, we're given spiritual gifts. And there are about 21 of them in Scripture. If you just read straight through the Scripture, 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 and 14, a lift of spiritual gifts. Romans chapter 12, spiritual gifts. Ephesians chapter 4, spiritual gifts. 1 Peter chapter 4, spiritual gifts. There's about 21 of them if you read right through the scripture. And so today what I want to do is I want to categorize some of those gifts for us and help impart. Here's what I want to do. I want to impart to you the fact that you are spiritually, supernaturally gifted. You're naturally gifted already, but when you trust Christ, you get gifts that are supernatural. Come on, amen? amen. All right. When I was a kid, I had a special Christmas, one Christmas, and uh, got up, had gifts, and uh, opened all the gifts, and I, I found a riding saddle, a genuine le leather saddle, and I, I was very happy to receive the saddle, and I sat on the saddle, and I started doing what a little, a little boy would do. Whoop, whoop. I was pretending, right? And my parents started hinting like this, hey, if there's a saddle, are you with me now? Hey, hey, listen, hey, bud, and I'm just, I'm, I'm fixated on the saddle, woo, woo. Hey, hey, buddy, if there's a saddle, maybe, come on, say maybe, maybe, right? You might want to look in the backyard. And so I truck it out to the backyard, and sure enough, there's a pony there. What? I was, what? I mean, incredible. And we lived in Tampa, in the city, off of Dale Mabry in Cass. How they got the pony in the backyard, I'll never know. I am not sure. Pictures of me on that little pony. And, and so here's what, here's what God is saying to us. When you're born again, you get spiritual gifts. And what God wants to do is he wants to baptize you. There's three baptisms in the scripture. The Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus when we're saved. Then we're baptized into the church as a part of the body. And then... Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. And when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, what God does is he unwraps all the gifts that are already inside of us. And so that saddle, that gift that you have is a precursor to the greater gifts that God's already given you. He's, he's given you greater things. And so a saddle is good. Amen. A saddle on a pony is better. <laughs> Uh, God wants to unwrap what he's done for you and me and giving us the gifts inside of us. So let me uh, jump into the scripture. Uh, you'll see this in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. The Apostle Paul speaks of a variety of spiritual gifts. These are supernatural gifts. There are diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are diversity of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversity of activities, but the same God who gives all in all. 
But the manifestation, the demonstration of the gifts, the Spirit, is given each one for the profit of all. This is very important. We'll talk about this some more. But one and the same Spirit works all things when he distributes gifts. And every believer, when you trust Christ, every believer gets at least one gift. Of the list of 20, when you go through them, if you read right through them, it's actually 21. Today I'm going to talk about 20. Uh, it's just the way you categorize them. Every person, just look to your left and look to your right. Every, look to your left and look to your right. Some of you guys are like... <laughs> Campuses, I see you. God bless you. I see you. Every person is spiritually gifted when they come to Christ. Every person gets at least one, but lots of times they come in tandem. They come in ones or twos or threes or fives, and they match or they collaborate with what you are already naturally gifted with, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So here are some categories. I don't know, there's, a, there's like a light show taking place here at the Tampa <laughs> campus. I'm not sure what... <clears throat> I don't know if you saw that at the campuses, but it's kind of panning around. <clears throat> We're going to get our lighters out in a second. <clears throat> <laughs> Three categories when we talk about these, these, these 21 gifts, uh, ministry gifts, uh, motivational gifts, how you see the world, the lens with which you see the world and how you serve, and manifestation gifts. We'll, and we'll talk quickly about these categories. Ministry gifts are the fivefold ministry that you see in Ephesians chapter 4. The apostles, prophets, the evangelists, and the pastor, teachers. Let me read the scripture to you. He gave, this is the Lord, upon salvation, he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, and some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. That's called the five-fold ministry. So who's the most famous evangelist of our time? Billy Graham. Billy. In other words, the gift is given, and you can have this gift in the congregation. You can be a congregational member, and yeah, there are fireworks going off at the Tampa campus, too. <laughs> so, so supernatural is taking place right here. That's just funny. And by the way, if you're brand new, I'm ADD. As far, I mean, I have 12 thoughts simultaneously while I'm standing here. So just trying to preach. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Uh. <laughs> so you can have these gifts. You, you, you can have the gift of um, apostolic just means that you're a starter and you have the ability to build. Uh, when, you're, when you're prophetic, you can see and hear very clearly. When you're a teacher, you can break down concepts simply. We'll continue to just unpack these together. He says, Here, here's what happens. In the congregation, everybody who's on the platform teaching was once in the congregation, and we're still congregational together. And so the gifts are affirmed as a pastor or a teacher. Maybe you go to school, there's the laying on of hands, and you learn more. And then you're, you take a pastoral role and our job as the fivefold ministry, the apostles, prophets, the evangelists, the pastor, teachers, are then to uh, help all of you discover your gifts so that we can stand up as the body of Christ in the world. Uh, so your giftedness is a complement to his or her giftedness, and together, the eye, the hand, the finger, the leg compiles the body of Jesus, and that body stands up, and she is beautiful on the earth. That's why we're here. Amen. That's why we're here. Fivefold ministry. I'll finish the scripture. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of our faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. None of us are perfect. The Spirit of God is perfected in us. 
unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus. And when that happens, when all of our gifts are compiled and they're put together, the body of Christ is an unstoppable force on the planet. She is beautiful, she is loving, she is kind, she is gracious, and nothing, not even the gates of hell can stop her. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. So those are the ministry gifts, okay? And the gifts can, can uh, apply in, in the congregation, and then they apply in the platform, like ordination, and uh, they come to the five-fold ministry. Okay, motivational gifts. Some list six, some list seven. I'm going to just, and they come lots of times in pairs. I'll I'll list six here. Some of you were gifted when you came to Christ with the gift of serving, and it comes with this gift of mercy. And so, how can you tell if you have this gift? You care about people, and nobody can convince you otherwise. You love people, you care about them, and when you see people who are down and out, your heart is moved to compassion, and you are next to them. That means wherever there's ministry taking place, there you are. And most of the time, people who have the heart of serving and mercy, they're always smiling. <laughs> they just love people. They love helping, serving, giving. They just they love it. You can't, you can't stop that gift that's inside of you. Teaching and exhortation come together. Teaching means that you take the principles of Scripture, or whatever they might be, and then you exhort. In other words, when you teach, People gather and they say, I'm pretty excited about what you're saying. Sometimes I don't understand it, <laughs> but I like it. How many of you remember the, the professor or the teacher that you had that was your favorite? Come on. So you could list, you could look at your syllabus and go, boring day, boring day, boring day. Oh, I'm going to see Dr. Cable. And so that's what exhortation means. It means that the teaching is something that uh, is attractional and you actually download it in your spirit. You learn it. It's a gift that's given. Some of you have the, the gift of teaching and exhortation. The next one is uh, giving and organization. They come together. And if you're a giver, come on, let's see the hands of the givers in the house. Okay, look, 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 look at all the givers. Woo! Across campuses, I see you raising your hands, givers. What givers do is they first create capacity, space. In other words, they create the ability to conserve. That's not a cuss word, right? (laughs) To conserve. And so what they do is they conserve, and somebody who's, so how many of of your spenders? Come on, the spenders in the house. Spenders. Savers in the house. Savers. Spenders and savers just look at each other and go, you're crazy. No, you're crazy. (laughs) You're nuts. No, you're nuts. You can be a spender or a saver and, and, and still be a giver. Most of the time, the gift of giving comes with the gift of organization. And so a person looks at things, my middle daughter is like this, she's 21, and this has been her natural gift. So in the line with my wife at the grocery store when she was five, you could see her arranging the items at the grocery store. Just just arrange, that's just who she is. So she's 21, and upon salvation, which happened at about five or six, she gets the spiritual gift of giving. Let me tell you about givers. They're always ready to give and supply to other people. Why? Because they have their own supply. They've conserved and saved enough that they're not worried about giving and they're excited to give. They're compassionately giving to other people because they know their supply is coming and they have a discipline that other people don't have to save, to supply, to give. They're blessed to be a blessing. 
So at 21, at 21, so many of you think, oh, this is going to be super weird for you to say this. She has $50,000 saved. So listen, listen, she's only worked a part-time job her whole life. So it's not, she doesn't have super income. Only a part-time job. And, but I'm telling you what, we can't make her spend money. She, she, how many of you don't, how many of you are just like, I will not spend money. I'm just, I'm not going to spend it. So spenders are like, you're crazy. I put it in my hand, it burns the fire. I'm, I'm spending this now. She's always ready, part-time job, full-time student. So it's not how much we earn, it's what we do with what we earn. Amen. Come on. Amen. It's what we do with what we earn. And, and so she's always ready to give. She's always ready, and she's like, I give, I got this. I'll give. Actually, I'm, I'm elaborating. She has $48,000. Say, it's not 50. A couple months, it'll be 50. So she's beautiful, articulate. Uh, I mean, you know, smart, handles money well. We'll be taking applications at all of. All the. Uh, she's 21. It's good. The process is. We're not going to let her go until she's 31. So you have a 10-year run at it. Uh, long process. With her. <laughs> You're giving gifts. You're given, and when you get the gift, the gift is actually irrevocable. The gifts come from God. You are naturally gifted, and then you're supernaturally gifted. And then we get to have the manifestation gifts. The manifestation gifts are the supernatural demonstration of God's power in and through the believer to make uh, what is is to make the spirit seeable. Okay, let me illustrate. I want I want you to see a picture. So, um, is this square? Does that look square to you guys? See, here's my ADD kicking in right here. So what can we say about the wind in this picture? The wind is? The wind is blowing, right. But we can't see the wind, can we? We can see the effect of the wind on the tree. So when we're talking about manifestation gifts, what we're saying is the spirit is moving. Well, you can't see the spirit, but you could see the spirit moving in an individual and see the manifestation of what the spirit is doing. And so it's an outflow of the gifts of God. And here in the manifestation gifts is where usually the evangelical church stops. And what I want to say to you today is all of these gifts are still in operation and God is the giver of those gifts. So the gifts are for us. It's what he wants to do. Let's jump into the list, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. But the manifestation to make the presence of God perceptible of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given a word of wisdom. So maybe you grew up and naturally you were wise, orderly, thoughtful. Then you trust Christ as Savior, you're born again, and God gives you this spiritual gift of wisdom. When you talk... You could be, how many of you know a 17 or 18 year old that when they talk, you're like, dang, that's old man wisdom. <laughs> that, that's, that's a mature believer's wisdom, but they don't get it from themselves. They get it from the spirit of God. Amen. It's one of the gifts. Uh, through the same spirit to another, a word of knowledge. A word of knowledge means that you, you can look at someone or a situation and you can hear and see what isn't given to you by information, it's given to you by revelation. The Spirit of God is revealing to you knowledge that you otherwise would not know. Uh, and, and when this gift is in operation, it's wonderful to see it. I, I could teach on, I could literally just 
teach on every one of these items, so I'm trying to move through them. A word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith. Faith. Just faith. Faith is being sure of what's hoped for and certain of what is unseen. So you can take two people, that's Hebrews chapter 11, okay? 11.1. And you could take two people and set them together like this, and God is moving, he's doing, there's activity taking place, and one person is fired up and saying, I'm ready for God to move. Another person is saying, what's happening? Because this person has the gift of faith. In the gift of faith, they have seen already. How many of you have seen somebody heal? Okay, so, so listen, listen, listen. Uh, let's, do this, let's do this again. Okay, look, watch this. I want, I want you to see this. How many of you have legitimately seen somebody just like, just healed? Super, supernaturally healed. Awesome. So now part of the gift of faith is in operation in you. Why? Because faith is being sure of what's hoped for and certain of what is unseen. But now I've seen it. So my faith is built, and when somebody testifies that they've seen it, all of a sudden your faith grows, and now you say, I can, if they can see it, I can see it. No one could break the four-minute mile. Do you remember? Nobody. It was supernatural and not human. And then a dude breaks the four-minute mile, and then right after him, everybody breaks the four-minute mile. Boom, 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 boom. Now you can't, you're not even in the Olympics if you can't run a four-minute mile. <laughs> so what happens is faith builds faith. The gift of faith builds faith. And, and I've seen so, I've seen eyes healed, arms, legs, MS, diabetes. We've seen so many. One day, a gentleman came here at the Tampa campus and um, we pray, his arm was in a sling. We prayed for him and there's nothing special about the receiver. It's all about the God who's giving the gift. Are you with me? There was no special prayers, it wasn't loud, we didn't yell. We just said, Lord, heal his shoulder. And as I was teaching for the next 30 or 40 minutes, he kept, so he kept, and remember, I'm ADD, he kept going like this. He kept raising his arm because he was saying, he, kept, he was mouthing to me like this, my arm is healed. My arm is healed. Like he kept, like he was sticking his arm up and I would just kind of glance over and like, you know, I'm just, I'm just giving, and he, the whole service, because he's going, you don't understand. I mean, my arm is healed. You know, I mean, just, he's just, so. Sorry, it's a little much for some of you, like, okay. Okay. To others, by the same spirit, the gift of healing. Some, some of you have the gift of healing. And my sister has a gift of healing. I watched. She cut her hand, sliced it deep. And again, she didn't yell, nothing. She put her hand on her own hand. Was, and she said, Lord, would you please heal my hand? The next day, where the cut was in her hand, you, it, was, she didn't, it didn't even look like she was cut. And I mean like legitimate gift of healing. Uh, same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. That means this is a mountain-moving person. They speak, they see, they have faith, and mountains move. Miraculous things follow. Whether it is something natural or supernatural, there's a building, there's something very big in their life. They move miraculously. Prophecy is to speak, is to say. That. So right now is a form of prophecy right now. And I'm going to teach on, I'll do a whole thing on prophecy at some point. During this series, I'll do it. 
To prophesy is to tell and to foretell. It doesn't mean fortune telling. Come on, somebody, help me out. That's not from God. Okay? That's the Forrest Gump, not from God. That's not from God. That is, it's prophecy is hearing from the Lord and then saying what you see for the betterment of the person that you see it in. Isn't it wonderful when people see you for who God's making you and not for who you are today? That's what it means. Prophecy isn't to call somebody sin out. That's horrifying. Who needs that? Prophecy is to call out what God is doing in somebody's life to build them up and to edify them. 1 Corinthians 14. For the edification of the believer, the profit of the believer. Discerning of spirits. Some people have the gift of discerning spirits, and you just know when you walk into a situation or you see a person, you could say, that's a good spirit. That's not, that's not a very good spirit. I, I see it. So they look good. Their resume looks good. They're talking good. But some, some spirit doesn't fit. It's, it's not right. The discerning of spirits. Different kinds of tongues. And what this is is the gift of linguistics. And so maybe you had that formation early in your life, and then when you're saved, you're born again, God gives you the gift. Uh, how many of you just love and respect Dr. Mark Rutland? Incredible man of God. If you don't know who I'm referencing, go, go back and look in our archive. He was here a couple of weeks ago, and he tells of a story of being on the mission field, and he is in a Latin-speaking country, but he doesn't know Spanish. He's had cursory Spanish like the rest of us, you know? Mi nombre es... What comes after that, right? Just cursory Spanish. But because he's a believer and because he has linguistics already kind of in his history, his background, God dropped on him Spanish in that moment because he needed it to evangelize. God gave him Spanish. From that moment, he is known Spanish. He is, uh, he is absolutely perfect Spanish. To speak it, and to listen to it and to know what it means, even to read it in a moment, he knows Spanish. That's why when he comes to preach and teach, he prays in Spanish every single time to give God glory for the gift that he gave him. Just, just incredible. Absolutely fluent. I've seen people who have trusted Christ and uh, they're at a service and they go, uh, I need you to play drums. And, and so it would be like just picking a random person and say, I need you to play drums with the set now. You know, and all of a sudden, boom, the gift, the gift kicks in. You know, people that are musically gifted, they can trade from one thing to the other and God can bless them. I, I saw a guy get on a set of drums. He'd never done drums before. They started the set. He's like, just, he's trying. And then all of a sudden, boom, the gift settles in him. He's just like, twirling no twirling but on it incredible these these 21 gifts god gives to us he gives to us and then the interpretation of tongues the interpretation of tongues is is whether it's natural or supernatural you know the language and so if you're linguistically gifted Sometimes you could not, maybe, maybe you don't know German, somebody's speaking German, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I know, I, I, kinda, I know what they're saying. If somebody speaks in the spirit, a spiritual heavenly language, and you have knowledge of it, maybe you didn't even know before, but you go, you know what, 
it doesn't sound like it's perceptible, but I know exactly what they're saying. Now, let me say this about tongues. We do not major on tongues at the Crossing Church. It is a byproduct of all the Spirit does. We're not going to get hung up on tongues in the name of Jesus. Everybody with me? Okay? It's, it's a byproduct of what God gives. All right, now let me, let me uh, summarize. Diversity of gifts, diversity of operations, diversity of, of administrations. Two tragedies in the church to end, all right? I want, I want to put this together. Two tragedies that I just hope and pray we get up and over as the crossing as we deepen our walk with Jesus. Number one is not to employ your gifts at all, not to employ them. And the reason why we don't employ them, and, and I've got, uh, guys, you can go, go ahead and come on out and call the band out here at the Tampa campus. And the reason why we don't employ the gifts is because somewhere, somehow, denominationally, we've heard that the gifts are not a good thing. Amen? Or we've seen people operate in the gifts and the gifts don't look like God. And so that's problematic to us. Here's what I want to tell you. Uh, John, would you come here quick just with your, uh, your guitar? Watch this. So the gifts, come on up here. front. This is a gifted man right here. Uh-huh. All right? So Here's what we mistakenly do, denominationally or whatever it is. We, we, we put the object on the gift. And we say that the gift, uh, I, I don't want the gift. I don't want it because I've, I've seen it messed up. So here's the thing. John is an expert using this gift, but he didn't start as an expert. Are you with me? In other words, when he first started, this thing went, it didn't make, it didn't make a pretty noise. Right? Right. <laughs> He's on cue. I promise you, this man is so gifted. So here's what we do, is we take the gift and we shelf the gift. And we just say, I'm afraid to use that gift. And what we do is we diminish the glory of God, who's the gift giver, who works through us to the use of the gift for the blessing, not so that he can be a rock star, but so that this music can come through this instrument and bless you. And so if you limit your gifts, let me say this another way. This is a little bit more blunt way to say it. To be afraid of the gift is to be afraid of the giver. Because the gift is given to you for the edification of all. The gift isn't for you for a spotlight. The gift is for you so that God may breathe on you and make it come to life in you so that you might minister love and grace to other people. Okay, thank you so much. Give him a big hand. Okay. The other, the other issue, and I think it's the biggest issue in the church, is not just not using the gifts and being afraid and saying, you know, I, it's too messy or, you know, it's going to end up like this or it looks like this. And how many of you, let's do this, across campuses, how many of you have had uh, bad experiences, uh, let's see, with the expression of the gifts. Come on, raise your hand. If you've been in church for one hour or more, right, in a sort of Pentecostal church, and I don't know what we are anymore. I don't know if we're Baptocostal or if we're just Costal. I'm not sure. We're, right, I'm not sure. But I'll tell you what, we're following the Spirit of God. We are following the Spirit of God. So the first tragedy is just not just say no to the gifts. Just say no. Matter of fact, there's denominations that say if you use the gifts, it's evil. <laughs> Boy, I could keep going. 
the, the, next, the, the next thing is to use the gifts the wrong way. In other words, to use the gifts for yourself. To use the gifts for yourself. And so what I want to do is just I want to illustrate with our band. And I want to have them, each of them, play a solo simultaneously. Okay, you guys ready to give it your all? Okay, solo it up. Keep going. They actually have to try to play out of sync. They're just like, I'm trying, but I want to get on sync. Trying. So they actually have to, so and, and in their brain, so here's what they've been trained to do. Watch. They've been trained. Each one of them has, has a gift. But each one of them understands that they're to play in their lane for a corporate blending of their specialty. And so what happens in Christianity, especially in America, is we mistake the world scenario for God's scenario. And in a chorus or a band, if, you were not, if, you don't, if you're not a believer, you don't know Jesus, the goal is to be first chair, isn't it? And, and so here's what I want to do. I just want to say this to the church. There is no first chair in the church. Jesus is the first chair in the church. <laughs> All of us are second chair. I want to be a second chair Christian. And when you're second chair, then the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and pastor teachers are listening to God and saying, God, what piece do you want us to play? And if I could give you something, the most important thing about your gifts, prophecy, wisdom, discernment, healing, teaching, edification, serving, giving, is that you have a part. And you, so you have a part, 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 you have a part. And your parts aren't the same. And we don't want to play over each other. We want to be cued by the five-fold ministry. Bring your gifts to your pastoral leadership so we could say, let's collaborate and make something beautiful. Lest we step on each other. And the body is just in all kinds of weird positions, right? With collaboration and coordination, the body stands up and she is beautiful. She's beautiful. All right, so, so we just cue something simple here. John, you ready? One, two, three, four. Mm. difference you feel the difference God is so good we're not trying to com we're not trying to compete with one another we're, we're trying to collaborate for a concert we're trying to coordinate together so that God would have something beautiful I want you to know this you're individually gifted and your gift is different than the person next to you and it's great that yours is the way it is let's come on church let's not try to be other people and let's not try to be other, let's not try to have other people's gifts. Your gift is your gift. Amen. Amen. 
And you may, have, you may be able to cross-train in your gifts, but your gifts aren't. We don't use the gifts for ourselves. We use the gift for the blessing of God for the greater good for everyone. All right. Amen. Is God good? Come on. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for the grace that you give us. How many of you across campuses, just see by hands, how many of you want, uh, if there's more, you want it? Would you slip your hand up? Come on. Yes, 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 yes. All over the house. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the impartation of more. Just, just keep your hands raised, if you can, for just a moment, just as a posture of receiving. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teachers, serving, giving, teaching, exhortation, administration. Father, thank you for wisdom, words of knowledge, grace, healing. May those gifts be imparted to us. Prophecy, tongues, the interpretation of tongues. The working of miracles. And impart them now, Jesus. Impart them now, Jesus. We receive them. In Jesus' name. Amen. So you slip your hands down. Now heads bowed and eyes closed. And all over, if you're at home, you're on the stream, wherever you are, heads bowed and eyes closed. Would you join me? Say, Lord Jesus, today's the day. I want to give you my life. I know I've sinned. I know you've saved me. And I invite you to come into my life right now. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my King. Show me what it is to live for you. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this week's message by Lead Pastor Greg Dumas. Don't forget to learn more about the Global Awakening Conference. You can go to wearecrossing.com and click the banner on our homepage. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch all of our messages on demand and content for kids, students, and young adults. You can subscribe at youtube.com slash crossingchurch. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to worship with you next weekend.